Welcome. We are in the second part of our series called The Prophet. And we're going to jump right in. We got a lot to cover. We're going to jump right in. And so today, the title of our message is called The Pretenders. All right? So if you have your Bibles, you can open them up to Proverbs chapter 13. So last week, we looked at a couple of parables. And in these parables, we learned very clearly that God is trying to communicate to us in an overarching way that he is the owner of all things. And he gives us the responsibility to manage his resources. He blesses those, in the parables we learned, he blesses those who are faithful, and he gives them more, and those who are wasteful, he takes away. And so the key question we talked about last week, just as a review, was how are we going to manage God's business? We talked about that we manage God's resources that he has entrusted us with. There's a book that I'd like to recommend for all of us to read, and it is called, you ready, The Millionaire Next Door. Now, the premise of this book is that some researchers, they went out and they they wanted to discover how do the really wealthy people live when it comes to money? What are their spending habits? Do they have a budget? How do the really well-off people think about money? What are their thoughts on money? So they went to the very expensive neighborhoods to do research. And they found, when they got to very expensive neighborhoods, was that they found people with a lot of stuff, but no money, yes. Most of them didn't have any money. And they were confused. Wait a minute, what's going on? Where are all the people with the money at? Where are they? And so there are lots of people that we might call the pretenders and i think in our city we are particularly plagued with this but this is something that i believe it falls all over the united states of america we got the home we got the car we got the toys we got the look do i have the look this morning can everybody say amen all right i got the look but we also got the debt we got the debt and no money no money so these researchers in this book they kept looking and they went to a more middle-class um, homes, and there they found what they call, thus the title of the book, The Millionaire Next Door. They found out that these people, what do they do? They do unusual stuff in our world today. What is that? They live beneath their means. Now, if you don't know what that means, that means that we don't spend everything that we owe. That's a different concept for a lot of us. But we don't spend everything we made. They, that oftentimes they bought used cars. They rarely spent more than $50 on a watch. They stayed in the same home for years and years and years, and they simply invested. And the bulk of that money you will find is oftentimes in the home of a regular-looking person next door. And so the people in the often big, showy homes, very often they are the pretenders, not just in Miami, but all over the United States. And, and we are pretending to live a lifestyle that we cannot really live. Can somebody say yes? The book of Proverbs, chapter 13. Did you find it? Let's look at that. Chapter 13, verse 7. If you could all help me out when we read this verse together. Proverbs 13, 7 says, one man does what? Say it out loud. Pretends to be rich, but in truth, he has what? No thing. He has nothing. The pretender. Another verse, Proverbs, chapter 12, verse 9. Better to be a nobody and yet have a servant than to what? Say it out loud. Pretend to be a somebody and be broke and have no food. The pretenders. 
What do we have in our country today? We might say we have two groups of people. We have the haves and the have-nots, and the other ones are the ones that have not paid yet. That's the two groups, okay? Now, what's the problem? And what we talked about this last week, the problem is that we have 20, and this is a foundational problem, 20 and 30-year-olds who really believe it is their right to have the same lifestyle as their parents have. It took their parents 30 years to get there, but they want to get there at 20 or 30 years old. And so what they do is they, they feel like they deserve this kind of lifestyle now. And so they'll go into debt and go into debt. Remember our key verse from last week, you may remember, it said, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is what everybody help me out is is a servant or a slave or the word we used last week was bondage is in bondage to the lender there are these pretenders pretenders now what is another foundational problem in the united states another foundational problem that i've learned is that a lot of times we ask the wrong kind of questions we ask the wrong kind of questions what we say is well how much money is this going to take to cost, how much is it gonna cost me a month? Instead of asking how much is the real cost? Instead of asking how much is the real cost, it goes like this. You walk in and you say, how much do I have to put down and how much is my payment every single month? And that's what we do, we walk in thinking and we have forgotten to ask what is the real cost, not just the financial cost, you guys. I'm talking about the real cost, the the cost of lost opportunity where we can't give, where our marriages are stressed because we are fighting and worrying about our finances, where we can't give our kids opportunities because we bought things that we don't need with money that we don't have to impress people we don't even know. It's called bondage and we talked about that last week and today it's called the pretenders what is the real cost of our unbiblical stewardship in our country we believe we just believe that debt is normal Debt is necessary. I talked about this last week. I, I, I shared about this idea of actually having your house paid for. And some of you guys were looking at me like, what, is that even possible? Is that even good for you? I don't even understand. Let me just explain to you how our thinking has changed. If we just go back to 1929, Now, you might say, wow, that was a long time ago. We're in, what, 2018, less than 100 years ago. In 1929, if you look at all the homes, only, and I I talked a little bit about this, but look at all the homes, only 2% of the homes in America had mortgages against them. Only 2%. So this idea of paying off your home is not a foreign concept. Only 2% of the homes had mortgages against them. 40 years later, so that's what, 1969. 40 years later, only 2% of homes did not have mortgages against them. You see how fast our mindset has changed. What is the real cost? Let me give a little example, and I hope this, this will help illustrate us a little bit. How much do you think the average American owes in credit card debt how much do you think just yell it out somebody tell me 68,000 that's a little bit high somebody else 30,000 12,000 okay the average American household owes and I don't know if you can see my numbers hopefully you can $16,000 if you're single the average individual American owns about $8,100 in credit card debt $8,100 in credit card debt $8,100. And so let's say that's me, and I owe $8,100 on my credit card. If I am going to make 
the minimum payment, right? I'm gonna put MP signifying the minimum payment. If I make my, a minimum payment that they ask you, you know, sometimes it's like $10, $15, it's say I'm making the minimum payment on my credit card. Does anybody know how long it will take me to pay off $8,100? Any guesses? And just yell it out, just yell it out. 25 years, 30 years, a little more, a little more. For, for, it will take 40 years to pay off with our minimum payment. I don't even know if I'll be alive. And I just had a birthday last Friday and I turned 42. That, I would be 82. I don't even know if I'll be alive in 40 years. Now, a crazy thought, everybody. Let's say we wanted to be weird as I am inviting all of us in our church family to be. We decided we wanted to be weird and we decided instead of owing $8,100, we are going to save up $8,100. We're gonna save up this 8,100. Instead of owing it, we're gonna save it. And let's say for that same amount of time, 40 years, we're gonna invest it, okay? That's all we're gonna do. $8,100, we're gonna put it away in an investment. We saved it up, now we're gonna put it away in investment at 12% a year. And I know some of you guys are saying, 12%? Come on now, where are you gonna get 12%? All right, well, today I got some information for you. On your way in today, I believe we have a little table at the entrance. We have an article there. You're going to see number 12 on it. There's a bunch of copies. If you want information about that, I don't have time to go into it. But let's just say 12%. Trust me. Look at that article. Read it. Take as many as you like. We'll make more copies if you want. 12%. So let's say for 40 years, we just put 8,100 away at 12%. Anybody have any idea how much money we would get? Just go ahead and yell it out. Anybody have any idea? 300,000. Okay, that's a good guess. Keep going. Higher. Keep guessing. All right, try this. You ready? 40 years. 9, 60, 1, 5, 6, 5, I think. 5, 4, 8. 5, 4, 8. That's how much we would have. $961,000 and $548 if we just invested it for 40 years. And so the question is, you guys, the whole point I'm bringing this up is what is the real cost. We have no idea a lot of times what the real cost is. So we don't want to be pretenders. Can everybody say yes? yes? And so how can we not be pretenders? Number one, if you want to take notes, is that we got to control our money. Take control of our money. You don't want to be a pretender? Take control of your money. Proverbs Chapter 25, verse 28, it says, and if you could help me, it's going to come up on the big screen behind me. The Bible says, like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks what? Is a person who lacks self-control. If we don't have control of our money or any other area of our lives, we are going to be like a city whose walls are broken down. We're going to be vulnerable to whatever comes along. What, what, what are we going to be vulnerable? We're going to be like my son. I have two boys. When we go into Walmart, what do they do? Lego, Lego, Lego. And I have to say, no, no Lego. Uh, okay, candy bar, candy bar. No, no candy bar. And then they just start throwing a fit. Esteban, no Lego. Abdiel, no candy bar. And until, and then what happens is, that if they don't learn the power of this word, two letters, N-O, we don't learn the power of that. When they grow up, they look like a human, like a man already, but they still have the little kid inside of them that is saying, not Lego anymore. Now they're saying, boat, 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 right? Because we, and then what we have to do is we have to learn to say, shh. 
We have to shh the little baby, the little child inside of us that's trying to ask for this. And so, ladies, can we just chat for a second here? Ladies, ladies, this is just for you all, okay? Generally speaking, if we don't want to be pretenders, we have to take control of your mind. All the ladies in the house say, get control. Guys, you don't have to be quiet. You, can do, you don't have to be nervous. Say, get control, everybody. Okay, so, so, so ladies, a lot of times they're like, oh, but I got a new hairdo. And why'd you do that? Oh, because, it, because I, I bought a new belt, and I got these matching earrings, and I bought these shoes, which I bought on sale. You see how much money I've saved? But we got to get control. No, 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 we got to get control. Can all the guys say yes? Okay, guys, of course, I got to talk to you too because I want to be able to walk out of here alive. And so, guys, listen, you guys say, get control. I don't hear it. Let's go one more time. Get control. All right. So, guys, we do it a little differently, generally speaking. Guys, we don't do the little nickel and dimes. No, no. We do is two sidus in the house. Yes, baby. The, the, the neighbor was selling their vacation home and these were on sale. Look at these sidus. These, aren't they awesome? I got them at a good price. And so we have to say, get control. One more time, get control. On the count of three, one, two, three, get control. See, us guys, we have to be careful because guys, generally, we do all the spending at once and we have to get control. And so here's a key thought. And I hope that we can feel this. I hope we can see this. I hope we will believe this, okay? I want you guys to see this deep down inside. If we're gonna say, if we're gonna learn to say no, if we're gonna learn to say no, we gotta learn to say no for a little while so that we can say yes for the rest of our lives, okay? We're gonna learn to say no for just a little while so that we can say yes for the rest of our lives. We're gonna say no to things that everyone else thinks are so necessary. Everyone else thinks that you gotta have them, but we're not gonna be like everybody else. We're gonna be different. We're not gonna be into material things like everybody else is. We're gonna live beneath our means. We're gonna invest our, our money. We're gonna pay off debt. We're gonna say no for a little while and then say yes for the rest of our lives. Can everybody say yes? It's what God calls us to do. Oh, there's, there, there, there's, there's a ministry. Because I've said no for a little while, now I can say yes, there's a ministry that's in need. Yes, I can help. Oh, what? Oh, somebody in our family is having, they're short in their resources. I said no for a little while, so yes, I can help. I can pitch in. What? You know, we gave 20% last year of our, from our finances. You want a pool? Let's put a diving board in it, all right? We can say yes to that. Let's do it. Let's go all out. We can say yes for the rest of our lives. So everybody, let's practice on the count of three. Say no. Say no. Say no. One, two, three. No, okay, that was good, that was good. I want us to learn to say no. We're gonna be in trouble in a lot of different ways, you guys, if we don't learn to say no. You gotta just get mean about that word no. You say, get your hands off me, I'm not buying that. No, I'm not buying that. We gotta get mean, we gotta get mean about no. All right, so everybody, one more time. One, two, three, no. Maybe if we add two letters to that word, it'll help us say it with a little more confidence. A P and an E. So the word now is nope. All right? Let's just say it very strong, as strong as you can. One, two, three. Oh, that's a lot better. I love that. That's a lot better. That's a lot better. Nope. Nope. Our ladies, do you want to get your nails done? One, two, three. 
<laughs> I just want to say in parentheses, I just want to say in parentheses, I've never seen another guy go up to another guy and say, hey, did you see the set of nails on that one? Those things got to be fake. I am so sure they are. There's no way. Just FYI, ladies, no guy ever says that. If you, we say no for a little while, we can say yes for the rest of our lives, and we can get all the fake we want after that, but we got to say no for a little while, all right? We got to say no for a little while. That's got to be our attitude. Oh, no, we're not going to do that, all right? Do we need, you know, my wife and I, Marie, Marie and I, we just decided that we were going to live beneath our means. We just decided we're going to say yes to this. We're, we're going to live beneath our means, and we're going to experience freedom like we've never experienced it before. You guys, and I have a burden for all of us here, for all of our church family, that we would experience this freedom today, that we would learn to be disciplined and to just say no to these things so that we can say yes to the things that God is calling us to. You guys, you would be able to say yes to things you never ever dreamed possible never ever dreamed possible you could say yes if you just said no for a little a little while we're able, my wife and I were able to enjoy things that we weren't before because of the burden of debt the burden of debt would hold us back do we need a newer home we decided no we don't do we really need a new car no we don't we don't it goes down 20% the day we drive it off the stinking lot we don't need let's get out of debt first once we get out of debt shoot buy two cars buy one for your mama too right spend all the money you want but once you get out of debt do we really need those five dollar drinks every day do we i know we have some 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 starbucks employees in the house and we want to keep them employed but but do we really need those five dollar drinks every day no it's called discipline Discipline, discipline, all right? Say no for a little while so we can say yes for the rest of our lives. So if we don't want to be pretenders, number one is we got to take control of our what? Nobody's listening? If we, if we don't want to be pretenders, we got to take control of our money. Number two, if we don't want to be pretenders, if you're taking notes, you got to pray before you pay. Pray before you pay. Okay, let me just pause here for a second. And we've printed out these budget forms. I told you guys about the 12%. Those are on um, the forms on the table. We're calling it our financial table at the entrance as you walked in. There's some forms. There's another form on there that Dave, Dave Ramsey, I told you guys about him last week. He has this budget form. It's on there as well. I want to encourage all of us to grab it. This is key to taking control of your money. If you want to take control of your money, grab one of those forms, the budget form. It will help you. I actually wrote to Dave Ramsey. I said, hey, do you mind if I copy this stuff? I found it on your way. He said, go ahead and use it. It's free. So I got permission, all right? So it's there, all right? So a budget form, it'll, it'll help you. And we want to help you guys. We want to help you to build a budget. All right, so if you need any help in addition, this is just parentheses, shoot us an email. We want to help you. There are people in our church who are passionate about helping people get on a budget and stay on a budget. If you need help with that, shoot us an email. We'll connect you with people who need to help, who need that help, who want to help, who are available, okay? So grab a copy if you need it. All right, so let me just go back. Pray before you pay. Pray before you, let's say we go into Target, and as we're walking in, we see this popcorn maker for 
And we're like, oh, I just gotta have this popcorn maker. By the way, we have one here at the church and we don't even use it. Okay, so we just gotta have this popcorn maker. And if I get a Target credit card, I can save so much more money, it'll be less than $39.95. I, I just have to grab it, right? No, 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 no. What do we do? What am I suggesting we do? We, we walk away from the popcorn maker and we put the pop maker down and then nobody gets hurt. You just put it down and you just walk away, all right? That's what I'm recommending we all do. Just put it down and walk away. And then what I'm asking all of us to do is that we pray. For how long? Three, everybody say three. For three days, I'm suggesting that we pray for three days before we go and purchase something. If you're taking notes, wait for three days. If we still believe after those three days of praying that it would honor God to have this, go back and buy the popcorn maker. But I have a feeling, you guys, I have a feeling that as soon as we walk away, we're going to see the passion for that pop maker, popcorn maker is going to diminish, okay? It's, and if it's between... $100 and $1,000, my suggestion is that you put it down, you walk away, and you pray for a week. Pray for a whole week if you're taking notes. I know a lot of us were like, I just got to have the new smartphone, the Galaxy Note S8, whatever it is, the iPhone 10. I got to have it. I'm saying drop it, walk away, and nobody gets hurt, and pray for one whole week. Pray. And guys, this is generally where we fall into that category. Generally speaking, you know, females are more in the nickel and diamine. Guys are more in the big purchases, all right? It, just cool off a little bit and, and spend a whole week. Now, if it's a $1,000 or more, my suggestion is that we pray for a whole month if it's $1,000, my suggestion is that we commit to wait and pray for a whole month. Wait and pray and just let it cool off a little bit. Just let it cool off. Don't give it to every impulse. Like a city, we read this before, like a city whose walls are broken down is a person who lacks self-control. Let's get control of our money. Make it behave. This is what scripture says, Proverbs 21.5. And help me out. The Bible says, the plans of the diligent leads to what? It leads to profit. Ding, 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 ding. The name of our series, the profit. It leads to profit. As surely as haste, what does it lead to? To poverty. That's why we, as Christ followers, that's why we, when we seek God and develop, we got to seek him and develop a business plan. We talked about the business plan last week, okay? Together, we're going to develop our personal business plan. Why? Because the plans of a diligent person leads to what? Help me out again. Profit, as surely as haste, leads to poverty. So we're going to make a plan. And on our plan is going to include three different things. Three different things. We're going to make a plan, and we're going to include three different things. The first thing, if you're taking notes, is we're going to plan for emergencies. Plan, you can write that down. My wife and I, we call it our God only knows fund. We plan for emergencies. Other people call it the oh something else fund. But if that's you... Rename it, my suggestion. We call it the God Only Knows Fund. And what is it? It is $1,000 that we're putting aside for emergencies because things will break. Can everybody say yes? yes? And we don't want to borrow to fix 
those things that break. Now, some of us may say, well, where in the world am I going to get $1,000 from? I can't get $1,000 now. Where am I going to get it? Well, this is the part where we all get to get really creative, you guys, really creative. And that includes taking a, a part-time job, a second part-time job, if we have to. But we sell baseball cards, sell that jewelry that you haven't been using, all right? Get, start liquidating everything you have. Sell everything you got except your kids. Don't do that. Don't sell the kids. But you're selling so much that your kids are like, are we next? Are they going to sell us now? No, but you sell. You guys, goal number one is to find $1,000 for our God only knows fun. The second thing, if you're taking notes, is that we're going to eliminate overhead. Eliminate overhead. What are we doing? What am I talking about? We're, we're going to reduce debt. What I'm about to show you guys here can change your life for future generations, you guys. What I'm going to show you up here is going to be crazy. I'm going to show you a real-life scenario for us, my wife and I, in the past November and December of this last year. For us, we had three unexpected things happen to us that we had, had we not had a God only knows fund, we would have been, this would have been, I'm going to show you a real life scenario. Now it wasn't, but these are the things that really did happen to us. My, I was driving to the church office on a weekday and my alternator went out on the highway. Now that's part of the miracle of the story is that I made it here. Okay, I'm still alive. But it was crazy. I was on the highway, still had 10 miles to go and I made it here okay. But I had a car, I had a car repair bill. Okay, car repair. My handwriting is not very good looking. I'm sorry, okay? MP stands for, well, we'll do this. All right, so I had a lot of money to pay, but let's say all I had to do was to pay $50. So the payoff was $50, and I could pay that whole thing off, okay? Also, in those two months, our oldest, uh, Abdiel, AJ, we had to take him to the urgent care. He got sick. So a hospital bill, I'm gonna write this down. Unexpected, completely unexpected hospital bill how much was that i think it was i have my numbers here but i think it was four and it was like three let's see uh 460 460 this was the payoff 460 okay now after that not only that happened in a couple weeks we had water leaking out of our bathroom and the tiles were falling out of the bathroom we had mold we had to repair the whole thing so we had a home depot bill we had to buy all these supplies so hd use your imagination Stands for Home Depot, okay? Home Depot. And how much was that? That was $770. Now, $770. Bathrooms are expensive, FYI. I just found that out. They're, they're expensive. So anyway, so we had all this stuff happen to us, right? Now, had we not had the money, we would have had to set up these minimum payments, payments for this. So I'm going to call this MP, minimum payments. So when we develop a personal business plan, what do we do? We arrange this from smallest to greatest. Can you see that? From smallest to greatest. All your debts, all your debts, arrange them from smallest to greatest. I'm going to show you something that Dave Ramsey calls the debt snowball. He calls this the debt snowball. Maybe you've heard of it. I'm going to show you how it works. Okay, so for this car repair bill, the minimum payment was $10. So I would have to make, so I couldn't pay the whole thing, but I'm going to have to pay at least $10 to keep it without them, you know, calling me every single day. You may, you may say maybe somebody knows anything about that. Okay, the next one, the hospital bill, I told them to call the hospital, which by the way, you can all do this. I can't pay the bill. Can I pay you $5 a month? I $38 a month, okay? You can, to, we're gonna pay $38. $770, the minimum payment was $45 a month. All right, smallest to greatest. And so what do we do? We've already somehow creatively found out how to get $1,000, right? We put it aside, we're not touching it, we're putting it in a, what I would call a money market account or a savings account, really good, you don't touch it, right? You put it away, $1,000.
All right, so after that, then you have these. What are we gonna do? We're gonna come up with an additional $200 a month. What, how am I gonna do that? This is the part we get again, really creative, really creative. We come up with two, we, we stop buying those expensive drinks. We get a second part-time job. We cut our cable, we cut our cable. You cut your cell phone, you, whatever you do, you just, you gotta come up with $200 a month, every month, $200. Cut your cable, cut your cell phone, you do it, all right? And when you get this, this is how it's gonna play out. You guys, this is gonna change. For your family, if you do these things, it could change future generations, all right? So you get the $200. Now watch as we do this. $200, we gotta pay $10 anyway. So we take the 200, it's gonna get a little sloppy in here, okay? We take the 200 that I told you guys we're gonna somehow come up with every single month. We're gonna save that up, 200. Add the 210, and then bam, we're gonna hit our car repair bill. And guess what happens? See ya, Nara. The car repair bill is gone because we had 210 to pay the 50, it's gone. And then the next month, we have $200 again. We have the $10 from over here, the minimum payment, right? Everybody say yes. Okay, good. And then we have the $38 that we had to pay. This is the minimum pay. So we add the 10 plus the 38 plus the 200. We got $248 that we had and we hit this hospital bill. In a couple months, what happens? Few months, maybe more than a couple, few months, bam, the hospital bill is gone. And then we go to the next, you see, this is a snowball getting bigger and bigger as it goes down. And then what do we got? The Home Depot HD, that's what it stands for, Home Depot. We got the Home Depot bill. At this point, we have $248 to add to the $45 here. So what's that? That's a total of $293 that we can hit our Home Depot. And so in a few months, guess what happens? See you later, Home Depot. Home Depot's taken care of, and so that's what we do with all of our bills, arranged from smallest to greatest, and you just keep adding, 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 and start hitting. You guys, if we just did the minimum payment on all these bills, you know how long it would take us to pay all these bills? I'm gonna write it down. It would take 17 months to pay all these bills. If all we did, what's the minimum payment? It's what we say a lot of times. What's the minimum payment? 17 months. If we do the 293, if we do this, what I'm saying, the 200 plus the 10 plus the 248, if we do this and we start attacking, you know how long it would take us? Six months. Six months to pay all these bills. What's the difference? 11, I'm, now I'm going sideways. El, let me go this, uh, 11 months right here. 11 months. 11 months that we don't have to make that kind of a payment. What if, this is the part, fasten your seatbelts. You ready for this? What if we take this 293 for 11 months and we just save, don't invest, too short of a time. We don't invest. We just save this every month for, 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 for 11 months. You know how much we get? Here it is. Three, two, two, three. We get $3,223. That's a whole lot of money. In most parts of America, you could buy a lot with $3,223. In Miami, you could probably get 200 of these coming up on the big screen behind me. What do we got? Show it up here. We got a picture of, it's coming, it's coming. There we go. We can buy 200 roosters. 
For some reason in Miami, everybody's got to have a rooster in their front yard. You can have 200 of those with this kind of money. I did the math. I checked it out. You can have 200 of those. And guess what? Those, those roosters are all debt-free. That's the beautiful thing about it. You can have 200 roosters in your front yard debt-free. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, all right? So I'm showing you all this. Why? Because, you guys, the, you can, we can do this. If we develop our personal business plan, we, can, we have a person. Let's review the personal business plan, all right? First, we do is we, number one is we build our what? Our God only knows fund. And what is that? That is $1,000. That's number one. We build our God only knows fund. This is how we build a personal business plan, okay? We, we do a God only knows fund, emergency, $1,000. After that, number two is we eliminate our overhead, right? And so what do we do? How do we do that? We eliminate, I just showed you. There's also another form on the, uh, on the table, the financial table there. It's called the debt snowball. It'll give you more details. I kind of went over this kind of fast, but it'll give you more details if you want. You can go over that, all right? And so number two is we eliminate overhead. Once we've done that, number three, what do we do? If you're taking notes, if you don't want to be a pretender, what do we do? We build the reserve fund. And what's building the reserve fund? What do I mean? It's three. Everybody say three. three. Everybody say three again. It's three. three. Three, it's three months worth of savings of what your normal expenses are. For example, say you spend $2,000 a month. Three months would be, help me out, do the math, $6,000. We would save up. So after we've done number one, the God only knows fund, we go to number two, we eliminate debt. Once we've done that, except the house, except the house, we eliminate all of our debt except the house. What do we do? Number three is we build our reserve fund, and it's three months. If it's $6,000 a month we spend, times three is what? $18,000, all right. So that's how much money we have in our reserve fund, all right? So let's review before we're done today. The plans of the diligent lead to profit. As surely as haste leads to poverty. Let's make our personal business plan. I hope that we will see the power of this, that if we would just say no for a little while, we can say yes for the rest of our lives. We can, you guys, with a little bit of work. We can all have our debt paid off, including a house. I talked about this last week in 10 years. What? That's crazy. There's no way. I'm telling you, if we go, to, if we go after it, we can be free. Can somebody say yes? We can be free. Can you say yes again like you mean it? We can honor God with our business that he's entrusted us with. We have a business. We are managers of his resources. Let's go back to the heart of this all. In the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 24, let's deal with this. Say this out loud. Jesus said, no one can do what? Jesus said, no one can serve two masters. Why? Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. Help me say it, you guys. You cannot what? You cannot serve both God and money. One more time. You cannot serve both God and money. We serve God. Can somebody say yes? We don't serve money. We serve, we're not of this world, you guys. We're not driven by the things of this world. We have a higher calling. We have a higher purpose. It doesn't mean that we don't enjoy some things in this world. It's just that we don't 
the things of the world don't hold us. Having money is not bad. And it's not necessarily spiritual just to, to be broke, all right? It's not. Actually, having money is a good thing, a very good thing. It's not unspiritual to have money. Money is neutral. It is a tool, okay? It's the love of money that is dangerous. And we don't love it. We don't love it, and we don't serve it either. We serve God. We serve God. We don't serve money. We serve God. Can somebody say yes? So what does money do? Money serves us. Money behaves. It does what we tell it to do. I use money. I buy time with money. I have options with money. I use it to bless other people. I use it to bless my family. I enjoy it. I give it. I, but it's under control. We can get there, you guys. We can get there. We don't serve money. We serve God. Money serves God's purposes. Make it behave. The last week, the verse that we had, the key verse was, the borrower is servant to the lender. We don't want to be a servant. We're only a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we got to make a plan. We got to stick with it. And what are we going to do? Following the voice of the Spirit of God, we're going to say no for a little while so we can say yes to the rest of our lives. We can say yes to everything that God has called us to do.